You're listening to Calvary La Habra's podcast. For more information, visit us at calvarylh.com. Thanks for listening. I love communion. It's, um, it's a time to do what Jesus said, you know, in 1 Corinthians 11, where he said, as often as you do this, do this in remembrance of me. So gives us an opportunity to focus, reflect, as Pastor Lance said, you know, realign ourselves with his death on the cross, Calvary. And I was just I was just taking communion again with my daughter and uh I was thinking about the awesomeness of Jesus' death on the cross. How awesome. That's awesome. That the Father would send his only begotten son. And as I was taking communion with my daughter, Journey, I said, I was praying, and it just hit me that I have one child. I wouldn't send her to die for anybody. (laughs) I don't love anybody like that. (laughs) And the fathers, you know, as as Mead was playing that song, oh, how deep the fathers love for us. How deep the Father's love for us that he would send his only begotten son to die. I don't know if I. Amen. One. Amen. That the awesomeness of that. I, I t- last service, I'm jumping, I'm sort of skipping all over a whole bunch of stuff, just get to the point. Last service, I said, I, I, I have a, you know, I watch movies about the, the, uh, the fall and, and the crucifixion and the resurrection and that, and I think they're, they're nice, but I have a different, you know, vision of that whole scenario as it might have played out. And I'm going to tell you, like I told the last service, I'm going to tell you what my idea is. You better not try to steal it and try to make a movie because I'm going to have my lawyers call you. you (laughs) But I have this vision in my head that when Adam and Eve were in the garden, there in the garden where God had, had placed them and told Adam to tend this, to care for the garden, and this is, you know, in my finite mind, it's not in, I don't have an infinite mind, I have a finite mind, it's a human mind, so it thinks of human concepts and things that, you know, the way that humans would respond to things. And, and so that's how I, my, my, imagine, my imagination works. And so as I think about, you know, the... the the fall and, and how it might have played out from a heavenly perspective, but really it's not a heavenly perspective because I'm not in heaven, I'm on earth. So it's really an earthly perspective of what might have happened in heaven. You follow me? Okay. Last service, my daughter said, she said, Daddy, did you even tell what the story was? And I said, I did, Journey. It was this. She said, oh, so I'm going to try to make it more clear. Okay. Here's the idea. of This is how the movie would play out to me. God is, they're, up, they're in the heavenlies, the angels are there, the, Adam and Eve are in the garden down on earth, and, and you know, at, and they're in that place, that the perfect place, the, just, wow, it's like the Holy Spirit's telling me something right now. It's like, a, it's like, it's like our life, he, he sets us free from the grip of Satan 
Because, you know, before I got, before I gave my life, no. Before I gave in to the pulling and the tugging and the, and the fish hook of the Holy Spirit that got me, before I stopped fighting and finally gave in to him, I was a wreck. I was messed up because I was going to hell. I was on my way to hell. And he grabbed me and I wrestled with him until I gave up and, and realized I couldn't win. And then he took me and he put me in a perfect place. He washed away all of my sins by the blood of Jesus. And at that point, I was in such a great place with him. Washed, cleansed, until, just like everyone else, well, maybe not everyone else, because maybe some of you are just so perfect in your relationship with Christ, nothing ever happened. But I'm going to say, then I took a sidestep. And every now and then we take a sidestep and we get out of that wonderful place with God. But the blood of Jesus that cleanses once and for all is still covering me. By the, I'm covered by the blood. They were in a perfect place in the garden and God had set, I mean, he had just set it up for them and it was wonderful. And Adam's off doing something and Eve gets engaged, you know, talking with a conversation with the serpent and, and all, you know, and she, she takes a little bit of, you know, she believes him a little bit. He says, you will surely not die if you eat of that fruit. And, and she said, oh, maybe not. And so she took it and she, ah. now she said, if we touch it, God said, if we touch it, and she added to the word of God. It didn't say if we touch it. It said if you eat it. So when she touched it, she probably said, oh, I'm not dead. Okay. But, but little did she know. Anytime you touch something that God said, don't touch, don't do, don't walk, don't be, and anytime you touch it, you might not. See, we, we have this concept of the moment she touched the, or, or the moment she ate the fruit, she should have fell over backwards and died, but she didn't. So that gave her license to go a little further. That's my belief, right? And so, and that's how we are. You know, we can get away with little things and we're still okay, but we're not really okay because every time we move one, one micron away, I was in space and defense years ago, worked for a company that sent missile, uh, sent satellites and stuff up. And, you know, we would, we would do the analysis on, on the trajectory of a spacecraft when it's launched, where it needs to go. It needs to go on a certain trajectory. We did a launch and went through the rings around Uranus. And so, you, you know, it, it, the calculations have to be almost perfect because if you're off just the ever so slight, if you're just off just that much, you're going to miss the target when you get, you know, millions of miles away. So just moving away from God just a little bit. It's not like you got to do something real drastic to be away from him. Just a little bit away from him is way too far. I'm going to say it again because not everybody believes that. Some of you believe it's okay to be a little bit away from him. The minute you stop leaning against him and you stop feeling the warmth and the comfort of his Holy Spirit, you're too far. Amen? She, she, she found herself too far. And she had it in her hand and she didn't fall over backwards, but she was dying that minute. Because anytime we're away from him, spiritually, we start dying. You get that? She said, oh, this is. Now, they were, look, they were there. And I imagine myself and my wife in the garden naked. Oh, Lord Jesus. 
I can't, no, come, let me come back, all right? And, and just in the garden there in, in, in paradise on earth and, and in the beauty of his presence. And then Adam comes home. Now, I believe that this is just how my thinking goes. This is a movie. Don't steal it. As Eve was reaching for the tree, the angels are going, oh, no. Oh, oh God, what are we going to? Because, see, they don't understand this whole salvation thing. It's not, it's, that's a mystery that God hadn't revealed. They, they see it, but they, and they rejoice when one person gets saved because they know the big separation, but they don't understand quite how it works. So I think they were probably going, ah, Father, no, don't let it happen. Stop or no. And, and the Father was just like he does with us. He's just standing back. And then they, she goes and she eats. And ah, they're like, oh, my gosh, what are we going to do now? Oh, and then, and then Adam comes home and she says, honey. And he's like, hey. She says, I got something for you. I had some fruit. You want a bite of this here? And, and he's probably like, oh, shoot. <laughs> well, <laughs> I guess I'll join you. You know how you are, husbands. You know that, right? You kind of go along with some things every now and then. They might be a little bit off, and you're like, well, God, you did give her to me. <laughs> but he did say be the head and not the, you know, behind. No. So, he, so Adam engaged with her, and I think when Adam grabbed it, the angels were like, oh, my gosh, it's really over now. What are we going to do? Oh, Father. And the father steps in, and he said, hey, hey, don't worry, I got this. My only son. It's a wreck now. Yes, they wrecked it completely. They tore it apart. They've separated themselves from me forever in their minds. It's overdone. But guess what? My son, I'm sending Jesus down to die in their place. And the angels are probably freaked out by now. They're like, oh, no, God. Whoa, whoa, whoa. This is the most amazing part. Jesus, knowing, knowing what was before him, came to do the Father's will. He came knowing what was in store for him 33 years on earth, that he was going to walk the earth as a, as a man, Fully God, but fully man. And experience all the things that man experiences. And then at the end of his life, give his life on the cross. Shed his blood. Why? So that you and I could be free. The blood of Jesus. That's what all of this was about this morning. That's why we do this. We do this in remembrance of what he, Jesus said in Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 11, 20, he said, as often as you, you can do this every day, but as often as you do it, do it to remember what I've done for you. What did he do? He died. Father, we bless you this morning and we thank you. Thank you, Lord that you sent your only son to die on the cross. Thank you, Lord, that Jesus was so willing to come to give his life once and for all as that sacrifice. As Pastor Lance talked about, the need for a sacrifice, the Passover, that Jesus became our Passover. His blood sprinkled over the doorposts of our hearts that the death angel would have to stay away. Speak to us, Father. May the power of the Holy Spirit move through this place. Post your mighty warring angels, we pray around this building, Lord, that we would continue to worship you in spirit and in truth. May our hearts be open to receive the engrafted word that is able to make us whole and free. 
In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I grew up in the Church of God in Christ, and we sang a song. We sang a bunch of songs at communion time, but there was one in particular. I sang it last last service. It was, I know it was the blood. Y'all know that song? I know it was the blood. Uh, and we used to sing it like, you know, we had this batch of music. So you, I know it was the blood for me. One day when I was lost, he died up on the cross. I know it was the blood for me. It was my Savior's blood. And we don't all like that. Oh, and it, uh, mm, 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 mm. Uh, mm, 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 mm. For me, see, I know how, I ain't forget, some things you don't forget, right? <laughs> One day when I was lost, he died upon the cross. It's the blood, the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus. Andre Crouch wrote a song, he said, and it will never, ever lose its power. The blood that was shed for me way back on Calvary. The blood that gives me strength from day to day. It shall never lose. It's just as potent today. It it has the same redeeming factors today that it had more than 2,000 years ago when he hung on the cross and he bled and he died. They pierced him in the side. They put a crown of thorns on his head. And, and I was saying, I have this, I have a, 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 a branch from the, from the tree that is believed to be the type of tree where the crown of thorns came from. And it, I have, it's about this long, and it's on, the, it's on the top of the china cabinet in our, in our dining room. And so when I go down the stairs, I can look at it as I'm going down. And, it, and it's, it's this long. And when it was brand new, I could take it and, and wrap it around because it was still green when I got it. And I, and I remember the first time I did that and I held it and I thought, oh my goodness, this is what was on his head? Lord have mercy. The, the, the spikes on the thorns on it are about this thick and they're the, they're the thickness of like a 16-penny nail. That's like a framing nail. And, they, and it has it every, maybe every four inches around. And so you just wrap it twice, and it's just this spiky thing. And they put that on his head to crown him king. And I could imagine the blood, the amount of the blood that was streaming down his head into that curly hair, just saturating the hair with blood. And then when they pierce him in the side and the blood is streaming down and and that whipping that it got on his back with a cat of nine tails, that 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 leather thing that had uh, metal shards in it and stuff. And they would, and every time they hit him, all the metal in that would go across his back, and it would just be like a tiger's paws clawing through his back. And he's standing on the cross like this with all of those injuries, and the blood is streaming down. See, y'all didn't have that picture, huh? Okay? We pretty it up when we wear them crosses around our neck and see crosses with Jesus on it. He looks so good, has a thing around him. They say they stripped him naked to humiliate him. And blood everywhere, bloody, 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 blood which stains everything, streaming down. And we say, I know it was the blood for me. Mm, mm, mm. Mm. Bloody broken and beautiful because it was up there for my salvation, your salvation. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. No other font I know. Nothing, nothing, nothing but the blood of Jesus. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. 
Hallelujah. Lord, thank you for the blood of Jesus. Colossians chapter 1. That's why I love communion, because it reminds me of... We used to sing a song around here at at, uh, Committed Fellowship, and it was remind me of who you are. Remind me of who I am in you. Colossians chapter 2, the next page, we're in chapter 1, but chapter 2, right around verse 6, where he starts that, that uh, passage, and he says, verse, verse 6, he says, As you therefore have received Christ the Lord. See, I'm going to play this. I'm going to tell you the, 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 the end of the story before we go to the beginning. As you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in, in him and established in the faith as you have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Verse 9 says, for in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And verse 10, and underline this, make a mark in this. Make sure you, when you leave this place, you leave knowing this because of the blood of Jesus. Verse 10 says, and you are complete in him. Lacking nothing because of the blood of Jesus. We're complete. Amen. Okay, now I'm going to do the qualifier. Some of us are complete. Some of us, those of us who have accepted Christ as our Lord and Savior are complete in him. Now, if you're here this morning and you haven't accepted him as your Lord and Savior, this would be a good time for you to accept him as your Lord and Savior so that for the next few minutes as we go through the Scripture, you can understand more of it than you would if you don't. See, because the natural man cannot receive the things of the Spirit. So the further we go into the Word, the deeper we go into the things of the Spirit. And if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you're going to be lost and left out. So I'm going to give you an opportunity right now. Just close your eyes and say, Father, I surrender. I, I ask that you would open my heart. I want to receive you as my Lord and Savior. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me in your blood. Make me new so that I can know who you are and understand your word and the plan that you have for my life. I give myself wholly to you. Fill me with your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, he came into your heart. Now you're going to understand a little bit more because now you have the mind of the spirit. And the spirit understands understands the things of the spirit. So here we go. You are complete in him, which is the head of all principalities and powers. Now, go back to Colossians chapter 1, verse 1. Paul, he gives that salutation that he does in all of his epistles. And yeah, most of his epistles. I believe he wrote Hebrews and he didn't do the salutation, but that's another story. So he says, Paul, apostle, by the will of God. And Timothy our, Timothy, our brother, to this, I'm writing this to the saints and the faithful brethren that are in Christ Jesus at Colossae. Grace and peace be unto you. Because when you receive Jesus and you become part of the family of God, you instantly get access to grace and peace. Now, he's given us grace and peace. And often people say, you know, I'm just praying for pe-. you. Some things you don't have to pray for. You just have to walk in. Amen. You know, we, we pray for a whole lot of stuff that I think we kind of sometimes waste a little time praying for them because he's already given them to us. My peace, I leave with you. I give unto you, not as the world gives. I get, oh, so the prayer should be not, Lord, please give me peace. No, Lord, please help me to walk in the peace you already gave me that passes all understanding, that keeps my heart and mind through Christ Jesus because of the blood that was shed for me. Amen? That was just a side note. Okay. We give thanks, verse 3, to God and the Father, our Lord Jesus Christ, praying for you always, since we heard of your faith in Christ and the love which you have towards all the saints for the hope that is laid. Ooh. Mm, 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 mm. You got highlighters and pencils and pens? Start making some notes, okay? I'm old school. I write in my Bible. Write in your Bible. 
If you don't have that, if you don't have anything to write with, if there's a lady here to the side of you or next to you, ask her for her lipstick or eyeliner so you can make some. It'll be a memorable moment for you, okay? Look at verse 5. Oh, that clock is faster than my watch, right? Okay, good. So I've got time now. that might be like a, a thing that they set that clock fast so that you'll finish faster, huh? <laughs> Never mind the clock, no. Verse 5, for the hope that is laid up for you in heaven, whereof you heard before in the word of truth of the gospel, that in God is prepared a place for us. Why? Because of the blood of Jesus Christ, we have a promise and a hope. We're not hopeless people. We are people who are hoping in the God of all creation, the one who set everything in motion and it keeps the sun. The sun has not failed to come up or go down. The moon has not failed to come out at night because since God said, let it be, It still is. That same God has laid up for us in heaven. Y'all ain't with me today, are you? Mm -hmm. Do you you understand what I'm talking about? Like they say, do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? (laughs) Verse 9 says, for this reason, since we heard, we do not cease to pray for you and desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. That was Paul's desire, that they would be filled with the knowledge of his will and with all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Because if you are filled with the knowledge of his will and spiritual understanding, the next verse is going to be a natural thing that you might walk worthy of the calling of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and in the, increasing in the mm, 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 increasing in the knowledge of God. Who, Lord, have mercy. Every day that I walk and read his word and let the Holy Spirit just minister to my heart and let him, let, let him help me know how to marinate in his word. The more my mind opens up, the more I know he loves me, the more I want to give my life to him on a daily basis. That's what happens when you're increasing in the knowledge of God. Just listen, if you think coming to church on Sunday Y'all know what I'm going to say, don't you? If you think that that's going to do it for you, then I tell you this. Only eat on Sundays, okay? (laughs) Let's make a deal. Let's just eat on Sundays, then that's it. The rest of the week, we will fast. We will eat one day a week, and we will fast the other six. How about that? Anybody want to say amen to that? (laughs) I hear not one amen. Let's make a challenge. Let's fast six days and eat on Sunday only. Silence. (laughs) Well, some of us are doing that spiritually. We are eating on Sunday and fasting off his word for the next six days. And we wonder why we're struggling through life. And one person said amen. They're willing to say amen. We are struggling through life. We are struggling through life because we are going without God six days a week and coming to church on Sunday thinking that that is going to strengthen us for the rest of the week. Need to pick up that Bible every day. Who was that? One amen. Amen. Pick up the Bible every day. I don't care if you read one scripture. 
you know what? You, at least you're going to get some kind of nourishment in your spiritual body. We need to be nourished in our spiritual body. If, listen, even if you list, just put, turn off, uh, I, you know, I haven't lived in California for so long. I don't know what stations there are anymore. Is it K-I-I-S? Is that still a good station? Do they still have that station here? What is it? K-R-O-Q or something like that? Right, K-Rock? K, listen to K-Wave. Turn off K-Rock and kiss. And listen to K-Wave on the way to work. You're going to get some kind of nourishment in your body. You know what God's desire is? That we would grow in the knowledge of his dear son. That we would grow to know Jesus personally. That we... You, that we would grow to know his will for our lives, that we would grow to know how to walk to please God. Because if we're walking to please God, you know the world is going to watch that and they are going to be enticed to want to know who it is that we serve. That you might walk worthy of the Lord and all pleasing being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power unto all patience and longsuffering with joyfulness, giving thanks to the Father, which has made us ready to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who has delivered us. This is where we really need to underline these things. He has delivered us. From the power of darkness. And has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. He's delivered us. Darkness had a grip on me. Darkness had me by the leg and pulling me. You know, I'll tell you something. I'll be honest with you, okay? Let, let, you, let, let you in on a little bit of my family stuff. And, and, and maybe it'll help some of y'all that got kids. I was having a conversation with my daughter a few months ago, and I said to her, I know this for a fact because I've been there. I said, your best efforts to be good without Jesus are futile. Amen? The power of sin the power of darkness, the power of Satan and death and hell is so strong when you don't have Jesus in your life. You can't be good. You can't. There's no, not one that is good, not one. It is the blood of Jesus Christ that gives us strength over the power of the darkness. It says that we have been delivered from, and by the way, she agrees, and she's holding on to Jesus. Amen? <laughs> Journey. We need him. We need him. We need what he did. Okay, look at this. Who has delivered us into the kingdom of his dear son. Verse 14, please underline this. This is what this is all about this morning. It's remind me, Lord, of who you are and what you've done. Verse 14, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature, for by him were all things created, by him, Genesis chapter 1, he spoke and it was created. He said, let there be light and there was light. He said, let there be a firmament. He said, let the day and the night be separated. 
Let the mountains, let this, let the fish of the sea, let the birds of the air, let all these things happen. And the scripture says, and it was done. And he looked and he said, it was good. And I want to tell you something about our God, how much he loves us and how intimate he wants to be with us. All of creation, all, all, all of creation. He stood back and he said, let there be light. And light happened. He said, do this. And it happened. He said, do this. And it happened. Do that. And it happened. And then he came to man. And he said, and out of the dust of the earth, he gathered it up and he formed man. The first thing he touched was man. He, 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 his involvement in creation was speaking it into existence. But when it came to me, he said, oh, no, no, no. I'm going to be intimate with him. I'm going to touch him. I'm going to touch him. I'm going to form. He gathered that dust together out of what he had just created, and he formed me in his image. But he wasn't finished there because Scripture says then that he took the man that he had formed, and he went, and he blew into his nostrils the breath of life. And I have needed him to breathe on me and touch me ever since. Amen. We can't do without his touch or his breath, the Holy Spirit, on a daily basis. Lord, touch me again. Lord, you formed me, and since creation began and you touched me like that, Lord, and ain't everybody, no one ever touched me like that before, and no one can touch me like that like you can, Lord, touch me again. That's what we need to be saying to the Lord. Lord, touch me again. Touch me like you touched me before. I want to feel your touch, Lord. I want to know your presence. He says, for by him, everything was created in verse 17. And he is before all things and by him, all things. He is before everyone and everything that would come into my life. Nothing should be before him. We sang that song at the end of communion and it was be enthroned, O God, in my life. Lord, take your rightful place on the throne of my heart. I open up, Lord, I open myself completely up to you. And Lord, there is your throne. Sit on the throne of my heart and reign as king supreme in me. Right now, Lord, you are the king of my life. Lord, you are, ooh, listen, let me tell you something. Ooh, I love me some Regina Mitchell. Lord, have mercy. I love that girl. Ooh, 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 ooh. I love her. I love her. I can't even tell you how much I love her. I love my daughter, too. But the, here's the reality of my daughter. Somebody's going to come and, and take her away, and she gonna, that's going to be their wife. It's, I love her. She's my child. She's my baby. She's my... But she's going to leave me. And go be with somebody else. But Miss Regina Mitchell, <laughs> ooh, I got to present her to the Lord. Fellas, that's what the scripture says. I've got somebody else is going to present journey to the Lord. I'm praying for that man right now. Lord Jesus, have mercy on him. <laughs> Lord, ooh, Lord, keep him in the oven until he is baked well. Because, ooh, Lord Jesus, Lord, Lord, Lord. Because she's a sweetie pie, but she, she Lord, he. <laughs> Lord, bless him, sprinkle him, cook him. In the name of Jesus, make him. I've been praying for her husband since the day she was born. I've been praying. I have. Because she's my baby. She's my child. I want the best for her. But now, Miss Regina Mitchell, on the other hand, she is just, ooh, she's everything to me. Just right under Jesus. You hear that? As much as I love her, I don't love her as much as I love him. And she is not before him. She's right after him. You probably have a hard time being able to tell because I love her so much, but I love him more. 
And we make that clear. Keith Green wrote a song, and he said, I surely rather be found dead than to love her more than the one who saved my soul. Some of us get confused, and we listen to our spouses, and we begin to make them in the place of God rather than to make God in the place of God. He said, love her as you love, as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. But don't love him more than, because he is before all things. He is before all things. And verse 18 And he is the head of the body, which is the church, who in the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have preeminence. Circle that word. Preeminence. Superiority. The place of firstness. He is the head of all. He is the chief commander of my heart. That's what he's supposed to be. To be preeminent. He is the first call that we make, not the last call. I hear people say, well, I guess the only thing left I can do is pray. What? (laughs) The only thing you can do is pray. No, that is the thing. That is the thing you do. Oh, well, I guess I better pray now. What? You mean you didn't pray first? You? Come on. Really? Are you serious? You pray... That's, that should be, Lord, make it a reflex. I need to pray. I need to ask you. I need to come to you. I need to pray. Pray without ceasing. I need to pray. I need to dig in deep with you, Lord, first. He's the first call, not the last call, the first call. 4, verse 19, it pleased the Father that in him should dwell all the fullness in him. It pleased the father. Isaiah 53 verse 10 says, it pleased the father that he would bruise him. It pleased the father that Jesus would give his life so that we would be set free. It pleased the father. It was pleasing. Why? Because he wanted to save us. He wanted to reconcile what happened in the garden. He wanted to bring back together us in that relationship that he had created us to be in. God created us to be by his side, never a separation. Sin is what separates us from God. The blood of Jesus is what brings us back to God in redemption. Amen. The blood, the blood which stains everything, washes us whiter than snow. Hebrews, it talks about the blood of bulls and goats. You know, every year they'd have to go and they'd make a sacrifice of of a goat or turtle doves, pigeons, bulls for the forgiveness of sins because the scripture there says there is no forgiveness without the blood. Something has to die. In Genesis chapter uh, 3, when man fell and Adam and Eve went and got fig leaves and they sewed them together and they made a covering for themselves. God said that covering won't do because what? That is a man-made covering. And so what did he do? He had to kill an animal and he made them coats of skin because something had to die in order for the redemptive process to become, start to get started. Jesus is that once and for all sacrificial lamb that died for the redemption of our sins. No more turtle doves. No more pigeons. No more goats. No more going into the, to the temple on the day of Yom Kippur with the bells ringing, the priests going in to make that blood sacrifice and sprinkle blood and all and, and make it look bloody and then for the cleansing of the sins. And if the bell stopped ringing, that means he did something wrong. They pull him out of the temple and send the next one in. No more of that. Why? Because Jesus said in Hebrews chapter 10, Lo, I come in the volume of the book to do what is written of me. I do your will, O God. And he laid down his life and he died so that you and I could be set free. Oh, what love the Father has for us that he would send his son to die on the cross 
And then verse 21 says, and you that were sometimes alienated and enemies in your minds by wicked works, yet has he now reconciled us in the body of flesh through death to present you holy and unblameable, unreprovable in his sight. Why? Because of verse 20. And having made peace through the blood of his cross by him to reconcile all things to himself, all things that are in heaven and on earth by the blood of Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you for the blood. Let's all stand. Thank you for the blood. Thank you for the blood. Thank you for the blood that you shed for us, Lord. Holy Spirit, fill this room. Move among us, Father. Let us know the importance of the blood of your dear Son. In a moment of silence, just focus your, your heart on Jesus, the blood that was shed on Calvary. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The blood of Jesus, it deserves more than us just coming to church once a week, twice a week. It deserves us being all in. It deserves more than us sitting on the side of the pool, dangling our feet in the pool. It deserves us diving into the deep end and staying underwater, so to speak. It deserves us saying to the Father, Lord, I want to know you more. I want to know the power of your Holy Spirit falling upon me, Lord. Baptizing me in the Spirit. Baptizing me in the Spirit, Lord, so that I could live a holy and a separated life so that I could be a light. I don't want to just merely be a Christian, Lord. I want to be all in with you, Father. All in. But I want to be completely given over to you. I want you, Lord, to literally take your place as the preeminent one in my life. I want you, Father, to Sit on the throne of my heart. I don't want that to just be a song, Lord. Be enthroned, O God. Be enthroned, O God. And then leave this place and put you back in the suitcase till next week. Be enthroned right now, Lord, and sit on your throne Monday through Friday. I bow my heart to you, the King of glory. Who is the King of glory? The Lord God Almighty is the King of glory. Lives in our hearts. Be glorified, Father. Won't you just say, Lord, I surrender. I give up, Lord. I want you to have superiority over me in everything, Lord. I want you to literally be above all things in my life. I want you to be the head, Lord of my home. Lord, I surrender my home to you by faith. I don't even know what that's going to involve, Lord, but I surrender my home to you by faith. I surrender my, my wife, my kids. I surrender my girlfriend, my boyfriend, my husband. I surrender all of everything I have, Lord, my job. I surrender 
everything to you, Lord, the king of glory, the king of my life. I surrender, Lord. I miss you, Lord. I miss the times that we had when I first got saved. I miss you, Lord. Bring me back, Father. Stir my heart up, Lord. Stir my just if you just if you're just praying any of that to your heart, if you're praying any of that, the Holy Spirit's gonna take you. He's gonna do that in your life. Lord, I, want, I, want, I just want to draw closer to you. I want to make you, Lord, everything in, in my life. I want to make you everything, Lord. I want to have a new experience with you, Lord. I want to have a closer walk with you. Forgive me, Lord, of everything I did. I know your blood it's, it's just as powerful now as it ever was, Lord. Let the blood come streaming down, Father, and let it cleanse me again and again. Lord, I give myself. To, I'm all in with you, Lord. I'm all in. Somebody say all in. All in, in, Lord. I'm all in. I'm all in. I'm not going to be casual with you anymore. I'm not going to play games with you, Lord. I'm not. This time, Lord, it's me and you. Lord, Lord, make me new. Make me whole. Lord, reform my life. Lord, let me walk in the light of the cross of Jesus Christ. Lord, let me remember again and again the blood that was shed on Calvary. Father, make me kind of man, the kind of woman, the kind of child that you want me to be, Lord. Lord, let me live out the purposes in my life that you created me to live out of, Lord. Let me, Lord, let me, Father, be a light to the people around me so that they look at my life. They'll know that you really are God because you did this in me. May I be a reflection of your love, Lord, toward mankind to the world. Lord, let me be an atmosphere changer from this day forward. When I come in the room, Father, may the room atmosphere change. Hallelujah. Because of the power of the Holy Spirit that you've poured into my life, Lord. In Jesus' name, let the Holy Spirit be the governor of my life, Lord, from this day forward. In the name of Jesus, we pray and we thank you, Lord for what you're going to do in our lives this week. We release you, Lord, to do whatever you want to do in our lives, Lord. We thank you, Lord, as we look forward to you changing us again, Lord, transforming us to the next level of our relationship with you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen and amen and amen. God bless you.